Hi, and welcome to the Pretty Little Liars podcast on TimeTravelMurderMystery.com. I am Benjamin Light. Marco Sparks. And today we are talking about S1E10, Keep Your Friends Close. Mm -hmm. 10th episode of Pretty Little Liars. As far as I know, I think this kind of serves as a mid-season finale. Yep. Um, So some some shit goes down. Mm -hmm. This is an epic, epic episode. Well, let's jump right in. Mm. And talk about how the episode begins. It begins of Hannah asking the timeless question of, is this side of my face fatter than the other side? With a very, very close-up shot on Hannah's face. Yeah. And the liars, they they give it uh, a once-over. They don't just answer automatically, Arya and Spencer. They're like, hmm, no. Yeah, the, the, the three of them, it's like they, they, they all kind of pause, study, long take, and then simultaneously, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in the opening, uh, rather than taking place in Spencer's kitchen, we're actually at the school by the lockers. Mm-hmm. Uh, find out that Ian is the new field hockey coach. Ian, the creepy, uh, ex-boyfriend of Melissa, who mm-hmm. Spencer, like, kissed once. Mm-hmm. And he showed up at, like, the memorial thing for Allie. I think that was the last time we saw him. Yeah. Um, and then we get uh, an appearance by everyone's favorite character, Mona. Mona rolls up, hands out the invitations for her uh, her birthday. Camp Mona. Camp Mona. <laughs> They're going glamping. Glamping, yes. Glamorous camping. Um. So after Mona... Gives the invitations to her bestie and her bestie's other friends. Yeah. She says that. Um, Mona departs and then A texts all the girls to invite them to Mona's party. For a scavenger hunt. Yeah. I, yeah. What I love is that when the girls are together and the four of them have all gotten a text simultaneously from A. I always love that when that happens on the show. They'll take turns like reading out the text. But I love it. They all say A together mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. I always love it when they get like a group text. Like it's always a thrill for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good opening. Great so opening. yeah, obviously something's gonna go down at Camp Mona. They need to be there for some sort of scavenger hunt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So, so how do you want to do start? this? You want to go by character? Or? I guess we could. Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird, like. Because you have all the pre-Mona stuff, pre-Mona's mm-hmm. birthday party stuff, and then you have everything after. All right, well, let's talk about Arya. Let's talk about Arya. <laughs> Arya's at home with her dad. Mom's still gone. And Arya claims this place is out of control. I wrote down in my notes that Byron is hes rocking the stubble of marital infidelity. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a little unshaven. And, like, there's a whole thing where, like, Arya has to do the laundry or something. Like, I just wrote down, like, there's no way Arya would ever let Byron do her laundry. Well, no chance he in hell. As he starts, like, fondling her clothes, and she mm-hmm. has, and all her clothes are, like, in a disgusting pile. Yeah. And she's, like, like, there's, like, clean clothes on top of dirty clothes, and she has to correct him, of course. But I love that, like, he's, like, listing off all the things he has to do. Help the brother at the homework. Do this. Do that. Do his own work for his own employment. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, excuses. Yeah. I'm Arya. You motherfucker. I'm Arya. But there's no way she wants her dad, like, washing her thong, you know? Yeah. And you know Arya wears a thong. Yeah. 
even though she's four feet tall, she she totally has a phone. The the lions are just tacky, and, you know. Exactly. Um. So Arya, like, she's in kind of a thing, Nolcon. They're kind of dating, yeah. You go, Catmona. There's a really great moment where Ezra has this look of just pure malice when he sees Arya kissing Nolcon. He's it, like I I sent you the picture. Like it, it really can't totally be be explained in words. But uh, the look on his face is like just pure hatred and like it's like he, yeah. You you, you can only take stabs at what what the caption would be. But my my stab would be Ezra's looking at Noel Khan and thinking, "Motherfucker, I will burn your house down mm-hmm. with you inside of it." Um, and then when Arya kind of like. She, t- she splits from Noel Khan and walks past her Ezra, Ezra, and Ezra's just like, so he plays football, huh? You know, like, passive-aggressive, like, oh, this guy's just some dumbass jock type of thing, you know? And she's like, he's really smart. <laughs> and Ezra's just like, please. Um, well, interesting thing about Noel Khan, he's totally okay of spending Sunday just, like, laying around and watching old movies. And Arya's like, Ooh, yeah. Well, she does give it like he like he goes to hang out with his football buddies and like does like the like chest bump the and she's kind of she's kind of disgusted by it, you know? Because yeah, this is Arya we're talking about here. Yeah. She's like, I would rather go into the city to go to a poetry reading or something. Poetry. Speaking of which. Yeah. Um, so after that little like little passive aggressive tiff with uh, Ezra, where he's just like, no, it's okay. You should be dating a high school student. I'm totally okay with this. Yeah, yeah. This is Ezra's move. Mm-hmm. You should be dating a boy your own age because you're a child mm-hmm. and I am a man who is five years older than you and a pedophile. But yeah, so later Arya's like chilling by her locker with, with Noel Khan, who, like, every time Arya's alone, Noel Khan is on her. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's laying on thick. Um,. She opens her locker and out falls a poetry book with a note from A saying, "Check out uh, like this page or B twenty six or whatever." Yeah. Um, and B26 so Ezra is the is the name of the poem because it's also I think the name of the band. Or the it's song? the name of the song that was playing when they first met at the yeah. bar. Um, so Nolcon sees this and he's like, "Oh, what's this? I don't know who A is, but I'll go ahead and see what's on this page." And oh, it's a poem by Ezra Fitz about a girl. And he starts to read the poem, and Arya has, like, the greatest expression on her face ever. Yeah. Um, it's this, like, she's, like, you can tell she's absolutely thrilled that Ezra wrote a poem about her. But she's trying to, like, she's still mad at Ezra, so she's trying to be mad. But then also, like, she doesn't want Noel Khan to, like, pick up on, like, that this might possibly be about her. And so she has to, like, you know, grab the bo- the, the poetry book away real quick. I, I don't know how to put this moment into words. The closest stab I could make at it is Arya is thinking, and her facial expression, because Lucy Hale is a master of reaction shots. Mm-hmm. Her facial expression is like, whoa, shit. <laughs> yeah, and Noel Khan... Well, like, like, the kind of, like, the the smiles that she tries to hide and then fails, and then, like, she yeah. scowls because she's failing at it, you know? Well, just imagine as an actor, though, to convey excitement that you immediately regret mm-hmm. that turns into concern and fear, yeah. And, and, and because Arya is so just wonderful, like such a wonderful package, like everything she does is so goddamn suspicious. Yeah. Noel Khan cannot walk away from this moment thinking anything but what the fuck? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah. Um, can we just pause for a moment to talk about this news story from the day? News story? Oh, yeah, with Phil Khan oh, <laughs> got mugged. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in case you're curious, we're recording this while uh, Noel Khan's on Dancing with the Stars and apparently just got mugged on, like, the way home for one day. That's wonderful. <laughs> to me, the more interesting thing about that news story was that uh, he's apparently leading, you know, because I don't watch a show, but he's, like, the leading vote-getter. It'd be really funny if, like, the PLL army, like, uh, gets him the win, you know? That would be wonderful, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't is, it, is that how it works? Can you call in a vote? I have no idea. None at all. Um. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Arya like is like both excited and a little freaked out that Noel was there to discover this poem. She doesn't even think about the fact that a put the fucking yeah, book no. in her locker with a note on it. Arya's- so what does she do? She she goes by herself out to like the uh like the school stairs at the front of the school. Well, I just sits on them and reads the poem and cries. You know, I, I just adore the fact that the entire school was kind enough to completely clear the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So that she can have a moment. Yeah, so yeah. Arya can just like, sit and read this poem by herself. And then she goes to confront Ezra because it's still the school day somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this line written down. where She says to him, he's in his office by himself, his classroom by himself, and she says, how could you? <laughs> how could you write these words and feel these feelings and then give up on us so easily? <laughs> And Ezra's thinking to himself, like, you know, I came back and you were making out with this high school bro, but whatever, you know. Yeah. And so she's just all up in his shit, like tears him another new asshole, as if he didn't already have like five from her. Yeah, um, exactly. And then what really makes it great is that after she's kind of told Ezra off for liking her, um, who should uh, show up at Nolcon in the doorway say, hey, everything okay here? He's like, what's going on here? Yeah. And Arya's like, nothing. Nothing is going on here. And like, yeah. you know, pieces out. Ne- neon sign. Something is clearly going on here, Noel. It's weird and, then and suspicious. There's just the greatest like bro stare down ever between Noel Khan and Ezra Fitz. Oh yes. Where I, I really liked Ezra in the scene. Like he he did not kind of like drop his eyes and like, you know, like look away. He was just like staring Noel Khan straight in the eye, like something wrong, Mr. Noel Khan. Well, he's, he, this is the moment where he drops the, I am an adult teacher with every goddamn mm-hmm. thing to lose here. He just stares down Noel Khan as like, he uses his power as his authority figure power to say something you want to say to me. He's like, Oh yeah, that's okay. I can be an alpha two bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the chest bump. To yeah. Use my words. It's okay. Arya's not around. I can display some masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> I can pretend I still have my balls in my pants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Delicious. This love triangle is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Arya has dinner with her mom. Dinner with her mom. And they talk about, you know, the, the situation with Arya's parents and whatnot. Mom's painting again. Mom says the line, people aren't dolls. You can't just yeah. play with them and put them back in the box. And A pops in. It's just like the hell you say. <laughs> Spoiler: dolls become a huge part of the show. Yeah. And so the mom says, "Well, hey, like, because Arya is basically looking for absolution for keeping a secret from her mom for a year." 
Yeah. And the mom, you can tell in her eyes, she's thinking, you know what? I'm not totally okay with that, but obviously this is what you want to hear. So, yeah, fine. Just no more secrets, right? And Arya, the fucking liar that she is, is just like, yeah, no more secrets. Like, <laughs> with a totally straight face. Like, <laughs> as she's lying about like 10 different things just in that scene alone. Arya, Arya's heard what she wants to hear. Mm-hmm. End of story. <laughs> End that's of story. Wh- that's why she's such a great liar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arya. You're wonderful. Um, yeah, all my other notes from Arya stuff is like after she's gone to Camp Mona. So do you want to circle back to that? I just want to point yeah. out, no, we don't need to, because she goes to Camp Mona, but like she has to get away because Ezra texts her and wants to talk to her. I need to see you, he says. Yeah. yeah. So the, she sneaks over to his car so they can have a discussion. Real quick, Arya has a new phone. Yeah, no, no longer a uh, Microsoft. It's uh, it's not like a Palm Pre. I think it's like a Palm Pixie. I'll have to take a look. Yeah, not that it matters, but yeah. So she goes to sneak off and talk to Ezra at his car at uh, Camp Mona, uh, while mysteriously somebody else seems to be watching them and writing on the back window in the the condensation. I wonder who that could be. Um, but she basically like watching them. Yeah. She she presents it as Ezra is, is a bastard for like lying to her about his feelings. Never mind the fact that Ezra came back. Like he Ezra says that like he was looking for another job so that they could date because then it right. wouldn't be like a thing between them. And then he came back and like she was dating. She was like about to make out with Noel Khan, but like that is never really brought up because it's like Ezra, you bastard! How could you not you know admit that you're completely in love with me? You know. Yeah. So yeah, what so her lines in this scene are so wonderful. I love Arya so much. She's like, You really are a jerk, Ezra. And then she says, You don't get to decide how I feel. And then she says, You hiding your feelings from me is just like lying. He's <laughs> never actually hid his feelings from me. I've written down in my notes, how is Ezra in the doghouse when Arya was the one making it time with Noel? You know? I want to point out too, if I could, that he got a fucking haircut for her. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal to her. Yeah. But this is so, all pretense of the, the best, like, exchange between them in this episode. They're, they're like, she's like, alright, fine, I'll make out with you. You know, she starts making out with Ezra. Of course. And he says, forgive me. And she says, no. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Uh, yeah, they make out. Wow, somebody spies on them with Binox, and somebody writes on their uh, windshield. Mm-hmm. So let's circle back to Emily. Bum, 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 bum. Well, I so how I have it broken down is I've got the four girls and I've got that sequence where the four of them are together in the principal's office. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, not, not much what happens with Emily in this episode. Um, the stuff with her dad is that's before the principal's office thing, right? Or is I it think after? it's after. Let's talk about the principal's okay. office thing real quick. The four girls get called over the loudspeaker into the principal's office again, um, not to face Wilden, but to face an FBI agent. An FBI agent who has a videotape that she'd like to play for them. The one seemingly sent by A, the video of Allison, I Know You Want to Kiss Me, mm-hmm. where she's she's talking to some guy, and Older. she, some guy that she, she even mentions that, like, 
oh, I haven't told my friends about this because they're just, like, young and, like, stupid. You know, like, she kind of trash talks the liars a little in the video, you know, like... If these girls knew I was seeing you, they would not stop talking about it. And then she says that she wishes they were more mature. Mm-hmm. It's not in my notes, but I could have swore that after Allison says that in the video, I wish they were more mature that they cut to Arya. Of course. Like, I'm sure uh, they did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> She's like, that was way harsh, Ty. <laughs> So, yeah, that's the video they watched, and the feds are like, so? And Spencer's like, well, she did say she was dating an older guy. And they're like, and? And she's like, well, she only told me enough to tell it, you know, so it would be a secret. Yeah, exactly. Um, And they find out that this video was clearly taken on the night that Allison disappeared. Yeah, Allison is, she's wearing the dress she was wearing the night she disappeared in the a strange sweater that they've never seen before. Hannah's sure that Allison didn't own it. Because Hannah can, like, like hand her a piece of paper. She can write down what's in everyone's closet right now. Mm-hmm. She's got some kind of, like, weird forensic power when it comes to clothes. But it's just great that they, they get this video of Allison from beyond the grave, and then she's kind of putting them down in it. You know? Yeah, yeah. She's putting them all back in their place. She's literally taking them like dolls and putting them back where they belong. Mm-hmm. Um... The reason I want to talk about this scene especially is because the first note of my actual Emily stuff, mm-hmm. because the first time Emily really becomes a character on her own, I felt like in this episode after that sequence, is that Emily can identify from the video that Allison is at the Kissing Rock, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was mentioned a few episodes ago. Um, so later, Emily's in her room when she's telling Mona about, uh, not Mona, um, Maya. Maya, sorry. Um, she's telling Maya about it, and... Maya responds with like a witty, like, like thinks she's a wiser for a hundred years. Like, oh, we all have a dark side, which first yeah. of all, fuck you. God fucking Maya. Fuck you. So Emily's talking about, you know, how much she misses her dad. So who the fuck returns but her dad? Mm-hmm. And then Maya becomes the most like hateable character ever to me. Really? This sequence like made me hate Maya more than I've ever hated her before. What exactly because- made you hate her? Because so, so, you know, like, like Emily's there with her dad and her mom. They haven't, the episode leads you to believe that Emily hasn't seen her dad in over a year. Since before Allison disappeared. Yeah. So well over a year. Maya is there like, like so ecstatic to meet him. Like, oh, like, like, oh, I'm so glad. Like I get to be the, basically the girlfriend who meets the the parent. Mm -hmm. And Emily's mom is pretty cool about it. That, you know, the the three of us need some family time, Maya. Emily's mom's like, what? You're gonna get rid of me? I'm Maya. What? Emily's Ska? mom is basically like, "Hey Maya, why don't you go fuck yourself somewhere else?" I thought I thought Emily's mom. I mean, I, I can't stand Emily's mom, but for the first time, she was actually pretty normal about it. Just like yeah, she Maya. says, like this is mind. family time or something like that. Yeah. But just, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Just do you mind, Maya? We haven't seen this guy in over a year. It's it's family time, and Maya's just like so put out. Mm-hmm. Even though Emily has just sat there and opened up to her about how much she misses her fucking dad. Well, this is the move where, you know, they are teenagers, so there's some slack here. But, like, this is the move where you're like, hey, it's really nice to meet you. I was just about to leave. You know? Like, you just kind of got to cut out of there, you know? Yeah, you got to be the bigger person. I mean, but it's like, again, like, Emily literally, 30 seconds ago, just told you how much she can't wait to have her dad back. Mm -hmm. Because she feels, you know, just out of sorts and he'll make her feel safe. And Maya, like, is just so goddamn put out that, that anyone would want her gone. 
Because like even though it's a, it's a family time, like she should really be the star of this moment. But then as as Maya takes off and Emily's hugging her dad, we do see that Mrs. Fields there, Emily's mom, has an envelope in her hand, and in the envelope is a copy of the photo booth pictures of Emily making out with Maya. Bum, so. Bum, bum, bum. so that is why she especially wanted Maya to fuck the hell out of there. Yeah. 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 Um So at one point Emily has a hard heart with her dad and they're talking about the truth. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about two different things. Yeah. And about Toby. Um so I think at this point in the episode it's been revealed that uh they found like a sweater at Toby's house that matched the sweater from the video or something like that that had blood on it. Yeah. I think that, and, and I can't remember if they said it was Allison's blood specifically or just blood. I think like, I think it says Allison's blood. Yeah. Yeah. So they found a sweater that incriminates Toby, and so like he's on the news now as like the number one suspect, and everyone's like, "Well, Toby did it," you know. Yeah. Well, anyway, obviously he didn't. You know. <laughs> we'll get into this more, but Spencer is dead certain that Toby is the killer now. Yeah. No question about Spencer has never been more sure of anything in your life. <laughs> exactly. Um, later, so on her way to Camp Mona, Emily runs into Toby because Toby, what because is the creepiest way possible to, to to find somebody but to hide in their backseat and do the thing where they suddenly like rise up after you parked, you know? Well, like how long like, has she been hiding and he's in the backseat? Hey, how did she not notice Toby was in the backseat the whole time? I mean, it's, it's, it's a, they're out in the woods somewhere. She's driven from her home in the suburbs to out in the woods, and he's been chilling in the backseat this whole fucking time. Waiting to rise up and creep the shit out of her. <laughs> he's like, no, really. I didn't kill her. I'm just super creepy. Yeah, just just calm down for a moment there, yeah. Emily. Yeah, he's he's adamant that him and, uh, him and Emily need to talk about the truth. So he, he what he didn't get to tell her at homecoming, which is basically that... Uh, him and Allie met that night out right outside the barn. Mm-hmm. Allie took That's his fun. sweater because she was cold, or maybe he gave it to her, you know, some sort of chivalrous act or whatever. And then she took off and got in a car with some guy that Toby didn't, like, really see or recognize. And that was the last Toby saw her. He doesn't actually say it, but he's basically saying, look, look that's not me in the video. Oh, and he also, he kind of gets the impression that, like, no, he wasn't forcing himself on his stepsister. It was the other way around. Yeah. That Jenna was in love with him and forcing herself on him. Which, to me, is kind of apparent in that sequence when Jenna comes to visit Emily in her room. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, she's like, back off, you know. Well, because she's so sad about what could have happened to Toby, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Toby is adamant that he needs Emily to believe in him. And that he's got a intricate plan to run away through a network of friends that he has. He says, gonna... I have friends in all the wrong places. LOLOL. Yeah. yeah, what an asshole. <laughs> this is the kind of asshole who reads Catch in the Rye in public for everyone to see. He Big has, showboater. He has friends in all the wrong places. Oh, and also the, the 901 tattoo that wasn't about Allison. It was about him being free from Jenna. Presumably because she was molesting him. This is this is two guys, too many on a show where they have weird chins. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's going to be hiding behind a church for a while until his ride comes to take him out of town forever. Mm-hmm. And I can't understand if he's like asking Emily to come 
see him one last time or to run away with him. Well, he wants Emily to, like, to say she believes him. And she's just like, yeah, not fucking likely, you know? But no, he's implying that he wants her to come. She's the only one who knows that he's at the church. Mm-hmm. I can't tell. Is, is he asking her to run away with him or just visit him one last time before he departs? I think just visit. Right. So and he kind of well, knows by now that like she's in Amaya. Yeah, well, he should have known that from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was sending up like some pretty clear lesbian smoke signals. But uh, mm-hmm. later on, Toby's chilling behind the church, and who shows up to see him? Not Emily, but the cops. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, did Emily sell him out? Did somebody else sell Toby out? Doesn't matter. He's in custody now. So yeah. that's that's what happens to Toby. It's lucky he didn't just get shot. Yeah, really. <laughs> I guess the Rosewood police are pretty light on the trigger. Other than that, um, Emily, she goes to the, the Camp Mona, gets her hair blown out, so it's all ri- <laughs> ridiculous and huge. Um, the only other note I have written down about Emily is that uh, when, and this is really more of a Spencer thing, is when she's trekking through the woods with Spencer looking for a clue, Emily says, I think you're actually enjoying this. Nice. To which I wrote down, of course she is. <laughs> nice. Because, of course, Spencer and Emily would be trekking through the woods together. Yeah. They're the mm-hmm. one person. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's circle back to Hannah now. Um, so Hannah is worried about her face being too fat on one side. Yeah. Eventually, we get a scene of Hannah and her mom in the kitchen in the morning. The mom's got on some kind of phone call and goes to answer the door. So, Hannah does some pretty fancy detective work. You'll start 69. Yeah. Yeah. To find out that she's basically, Ashley's on the phone with like a mortgage company. Trying to talk you to the delinquent payments department. Yeah. So, like, financial shit is getting serious in uh, Casa Marin. Yeah. So. Mona shows up um, because it's her birthday, and she's like, "What the fuck, uh, Hannah? Like, uh, you've been kind of like not Hannah lately, not cool." I love that Mona calls Ashley Mrs. M. I just, like, yeah, she's like, "Hey, Mrs. M," and and Mona like right in front of uh, Hannah's mom, Ashley, is just like, "So let's go to lunch at such and such place," and yeah, Ashley's like, "So uh, wouldn't you be in school during that time?" You know. And Mona's like, oh, I meant go to dinner. <laughs> yeah, Mona's like an adorable Eddie Haskell, really. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, really. Um, so Ashley, like, walks out of the room. Like, she's very serious about Hannah. Like, don't, don't ditch school for this. But, like, she, she's so adamant that Hannah keeps up the appearance mm-hmm. that she opens up her, her purse. And the only, like, bill she has left is a $100 bill. And as far as you know, like, this is the only money their family has left <laughs> their name. Yeah. And still, she gives it to Hannah to keep up the appearance with Mona that this is that this is what they do that they're rich. Mm-hmm, go mm-hmm. crazy, go go girly crazy, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Mona <laughs> is not happy with Hannah for not she she's Hannah late, lately. She's not been hanging out with Mona. She's hanging out too much with Lucas or Shim. She calls Shim, him, yeah. um, hanging out oh, too much with her God. other friends. She's not as into Mona as she used to be. Mona's not too happy about that. Um, Can we just say real quick that Mona is the queen of sick burns. Yeah, she is. 
And so I mean, there's she's barely been on the show so far, but goddamn, I love her. They're supposed to hang out, obviously, for lunch anyway. She's like, forget what you told your mom. Come hang out with me because it's my birthday. And uh, Hannah can't do that because she gets called in by the feds to watch that video. And so Hannah has to text Mona and be like, sorry, I'm stuck at school. And Mona just texts back with, screw you. (laughs) (laughs) This Mona is all about her. Yeah. Mona is like what Arya would be if she was more glamorous. Mm-hmm. Less goth. Um, meanwhile, Ashley's at the work at her job at the bank, <laughs> trying to solve their monetary issues. When she gets a visit from a client, a uh, Mrs. Potter, who's a hideous specimen of it's like a mean old mean old lady who I mean, has all this like stacks of cash to put in her safety deposit box. She's a geriatric monster, is what she is. Um, yeah, every year she shows up on the same day to, to dump more cash into her safety deposit box. And she opens up a purse that's just like loaded with like cash. She also reveals that her sister just died, so she's like the last of, you know, whatever like poxy ridden line of, uh, you know, and, genetics. And Ashley is just like goddamn drooling looking at all this cash. Mm-hmm. Um, but so- then, just so you know that like anything Ashley does to this bitch is gonna be okay. The lady comes back after depositing all her cash and sees that Ashley has some butterscotch candies. And is like, oh, can I have some? And Ashley's like, help yourself. So she takes all but one of them. Yeah, all but one. This so you know she's a terrible human being. Die. Yeah. And she leaves her key. So what does Ashley do? Well, the next time you see Ashley, she's driving in a car. Byron tries to hitch a ride. And she's basically like, fuck off, buddy. And like screeches away. And yeah. then pan to her purse where she's got all those stacks of cash in the purse. I would, the show doesn't make this reference. And I think that, I think the season three writers of this show would go back and do this if they could. But there's like some psycho homages that need to happen. Yeah, right? yeah, there really are. Yeah, um, stealing the money. I, I'm doing you the favor, like PLO writers. But yeah, like, um, well, and since, since we kind of skipped ahead of that, how creepy is Byron in that moment? Where he just like he just appears like pounding on her door in the middle of the room. Yeah, it's just like, hey, hey can you give me a ride home? home? And she's like, nope. She's like, I'm not going home. Yeah. <laughs> and she just stares at her like purse full of cash. And hopefully this like, like uh, just puts a nail in any potential romance, you know, coffins they've got going. We shall see. Yeah. So uh, meanwhile, Hannah's chilling at, at school and some girl comes up to her and asks her if uh, she can get the name and number of her lipo doctor. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's like, I don't know what she's talking about. Hannah's like, excuse me? Liposuction? Me? No. But then she goes to talk to Mona. Mona, who has recruited some new bitches named uh, Naomi and Riley. because That's the kind of name of like bitches you recruit in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mona's like, I can't believe you're getting lipo. Like, some some person named A texted me and told me you were doing liposuction while I was eating three almonds a day, you know. And so Mona feels betrayed, and she like basically dumps Emily or not Emily, dumps Hannah and tells Hannah she, like she's uninvited to Camp Mona. Yeah, yeah. In the way she says, I I, I don't have it written down, but God damn, Mona is just she's a queen of words. Yeah, she's way harsh. They're like they're like knives that just like slice your soul in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know she's serious because you don't recruit 
a chick named Riley, unless you're goddamn serious about that. <laughs> and then she just like pieces out with Riley and Naomi, her new bitches. She, yeah, yeah, she just like drops the mic on Hannah's foot for a moment mm-hmm. there. Yeah, but Hannah it doesn't seem to totally care. She's just like whatever, fucking a, you know, literally, you're literally, fucking a. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm so over that bitch. And she goes to talk to Arya and Spencer, and it's like, yeah, look, you guys, you're still going because you need to like, you know follow like the scavenger hunt for a i'll uh i'll show up incognito and like spy on things so that i can try to catch a i just i just want to say spencer tries to offer flash forward to spencer for a moment, a moment she tries to offer hannah some condolences here mm-hmm. she's barely choking through a laughter when she tells hannah look i know mono is really important to you <laughs> Uh, and then Hannah has the the badass line that A might be playing games, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Way to go, Hannah. Hannah. Yeah, like it's a it's a definitely like question of between Hannah and Mona here, like who's the HBIC? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Hannah eventually shows up at Camp Mona in the dark. She's uh she got binoculars because of course, and she thinks that she's spying on A as she watches somebody in a black hoodie wearing a Camp Mona hoodie uh, running towards a car and jumping inside, but it's not A. It's Arya. Getting a new car with Ezra. Yeah, so now Hannah is like, what, Mr. Fitz? Arya? So Hannah knows something. Um, I like her her look, like her like spine camping look is like kind of like dressed down, kind of like army fatigue looking thing with like straight hair, but the raccoon eyes. Like, I don't know. I thought it was a funny look for Hannah. Well, yeah, oh, Hannah also mentions that she went to fat camp for five years, so she, like camping is like no shit for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's this sequence is very interesting though. Like when they cut back to like Hannah and the binoculars, because it's a it's an episode where at three different points, pivotal points, you get these extreme close ups of Hannah's face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Hannah being the quintessential Hitchcock blonde in a reference that's not made in this episode, but uh. While spying on Ezra and Arya making out in the car, um, because that's where Ezra and Arya make out in season one, Hannah also spies A, actual A, with them. Sneaking up behind the car to write something in the condensation on the, the back window, which I believe is I see you, is yeah. what gets written. Yeah, which is funny because that's where Hannah will end up. But uh, yeah, um, and Hannah implies that she knows who A is. She texts she texts an SOS to the other liars saying, I know who A is, meet me in the parking lot. Will she get uh, there? We'll so see. anyways, I have I have the end, I have the A tag, but I also have Mona and Spencer notes. Real quick, Camp Mona has swag. Swag. Yeah, let's yeah. circle back to Spencer and we can talk about Mona within that that rubric. Um yeah, so the episode starts with Melissa's being uncharacteristically nice to Spencer. And so Spencer says, why are you being nice to me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that Spencer, like, she's tough, but, like, when it comes to her family, there's a fragility there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so she with Melissa. Melissa's back. She's being nice. It's creepy, which just makes uh, Spencer feel bad and she tries to apologize for Ren again and Melissa's kind of not totally hearing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, she's not hearing it. Um, so, of course, Spencer uses that opportunity because Ian's asked Melissa to have coffee with him because Ian's back in town. Mm-hmm. Spencer uses that opportunity to flash back to a scene in which her and Ian had their infamous kiss. Ian is a total creep in this scene. Spencer is dressed in a... Uh, like Catholic school her outfit, basically. Like a cross between like the Catholic school girl and like tartan to like with like the like field hockey like slutty. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like Ian, Ian does the thing where he's like, "Oh, let me show you how to swing that." He gets right behind her and like starts like rubbing his crotch on her ass, you know, and kissing her neck and kissing her neck. Is, like it's very, the... it's very predatory. Way more predatory than anything Ezra does, you know. What's um, funny is that we we call it predatory because he's a man, I think. But well, he's like what in his late twenties, you know. <laughs> this is the move in PLL that signifies not necessarily desired or wanted affections is the neck kiss from behind the neck kiss yeah yeah because like uh emily, emily last yeah. episode yeah um so of course this happens spencer is into it she kisses Ian well, she's into it i mean i i think we can assume that this is probably the first guy that kissed her yeah you know yeah. like this like this scene to me comes off as very predatory like she is definitely young and uh, like probably not at all used to this kind of attention he's like you know rubbing his junk on her ass and like kissing her she doesn't really know what to do with herself and then like he takes off and then ali shows well, up well if you do the math of the show spencer's probably 15 when this happens and he's probably like 26 yeah and the thing is it doesn't matter how old spencer is she's not legally capable of being responsible for her actions mm-hmm. he is yeah so of course who sees her kissing Ian, but Allison, that mm-hmm. bitch. And so Spencer tries to, oh, but I wasn't really into it, you know, to Allison. Allison's like the moral authority here. Mm-hmm. Um, how wrong this is. And Allison's like, well, I hope you weren't into it because if you were, that makes you a skank. Yeah. Allison well, then, is calling her a skank. Just marvel at that. Sick burn. Well, and then we eventually cut back to Spencer trying to talk to uh, Melissa. And you can tell that Spencer feels guilty about it. Even though she really shouldn't, you know, like she should definitely feel more guilty about Ren than this, you know, like yeah. Ian was definitely like he was, you know, preying on her. Um, but Spencer feels guilty about it. And so that guilt translates into her wanting to try to tell Melissa to like give Ian another chance. Like, I don't know, like in her mind, that'll like make it right or something, you know? Yeah. So. Spencer and Melissa talk about the fact that they've basically been at like war with each other. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny, a couple episodes you're we talking about how Spencer was acting like, uh, like too old for her age or too mm-hmm. worldly. Um, yeah. and so she has the line to Melissa where she's talking about how she doesn't want to fight with her anymore. And she says, Melissa, I'm only 16. I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> Oh, I love that. It's like it's like two like uh like like Cold War combatants like desperately seeking to talk. You know? Well, they have an interesting conversation about Allison, where Melissa basically like Spencer's like, well, Allison like you know pissed off a lot of people, and Melissa very sinisterly says that's probably what got her killed, and there's like yes. pieces out of there, you know. Well, no, before that, Melissa says Allison fooled us all, didn't she? And even Spencer, like, for just a moment, kind of registers, like, that's a very weird thing for you to mm-hmm. be saying about somebody you shouldn't have known yeah. too well. And, yeah, yeah, playing those games really got her killed. But prior to that, uh, Spencer tells the other liars about the Ian thing. 
Yeah, she finally reveals the Ian thing that she, and also the the Ren thing. Like they didn't know about Ren. She's like, yeah. yeah, there was like kind of a thing with Ren. Oh, by the way, there's also kind of a thing with Ian. And they're like, you slut. No, but not really. Yeah. Um, oh, I I do want to mention one other thing. When they get called in to talk to the Fed lady. Like, mm-hmm. and Spencer gets the Fed's business card. Like, there's this look on her face that's just like, what the fuck? Nobody told me the Feds were involved. You know? <laughs> it's like, how dare you? <laughs> on yeah, my so, watch. Uh, like, they're in Spencer's kitchen, I think, when they're, when they're, when the Spencer's telling the other girls about the Ian thing. And they're watching the news report, and they discover from the news report that it's Toby's sweater at this point that Allison was wearing in that video. And so, Spencer is full on, like, that's Toby's sweater. Then he has to be the killer. <laughs> he has to be. There's no question about it. Not any possibility that he couldn't be the killer because she was wearing his sweater. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, poor conflicted, like, Emily is just like, well, it's all over now. And mm-hmm. Spencer is like, it won't be over till he's behind bars. <laughs> oh, I love Spencer. There's no, there's no, like, gray of Spencer. Everything is black and white and crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She um, wavered very briefly on whether or not Toby was, uh, the big bad, and now she's fully back into thinking that Toby is A and Toby's a killer and everything. Yeah, so so later on, like at Camp Mona, Emily tells the other girls what Toby said to her, and Spencer's media response is, he's lying to you! <laughs> I mean, like, she's very forceful and excited and exaggerated mm-hmm. about it, yeah. Um, and then, just a fantastic Spencer detail. Do you want to talk about the fantastic Spencer detail? Which one? The bracelet. The bracelet. Go on. What's it? So, A texts them to say that basically you can find a clue where they found the Allison bracelet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the other girls are like, well, where the fuck was that? Oh, it's that the yeah. nowhere. And Spencer knows exactly like paces. She's like, it's 30 steps from so and so, which is 136 steps from the path. Yeah. And they're like, uh. <laughs> you, you robot. You amazing robot. Yeah. <laughs> I also uh, want to point out, Spencer has a, a minor fun moment when Arya and Emily come back from getting blown at, uh, oh, we should talk about glamping in general here. Yeah, the, uh. Camp Mona. Has, Mo- has swag bags. Mona's handing out swag bags, and, uh, what is the Yo, line hello. she says? She's dressed in, like, sexy, like, combat, clo- combat clothes. She's yeah. got, like, the, like, kind of, like, like, Cuban revolutionary hat on, you know, with, like. Yeah, che Guevara hat, yeah. With, like, some sexy camo. And she's. You know, just accepting all the presents people brought her, even though she's pretending. She's like, I said no kiss. Ha ha. You know, she says, whatever it is, I'll love it. If not, I'll return it. Yeah. Yeah. At, at Camp Mona, there's a massage tent, a mani pedi area, a mini bar, and a blow me bar. Where you get like your hair blown out with like huge hair. Yeah. 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 And so at some point, like they want to go and like investigate this new clue from A about like where like the, uh, the bracelet came from. But Mona shows up and she's like, it's time to get blown. And so Emily and Spencer have to go get like ridiculous hair. And I love the scene where Spencer walks up to them when they have huge hair and she just starts poking at Emily's hair. <laughs> and she's just like, wow. What happens if I touch it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, eventually uh, A texts them again. Um, to say that you're, or, or it gives him the note that he says you're looking for me all the wrong places, which Spencer meditates over, like Sherlock Holmes. Well, she's she's sitting around the campfire next to some other random extra chick, 
Talk, you're like just repeating herself other over and over again, like looking in the wrong place, looking in the wrong place. And the chick next to her is like, who is this crazy psycho bitch next to me? You know, and eventually yeah. Spencer's just like, aha, and like hands off her like totally burnt marshmallow to this other extra chick. He's like, she's just like, here. And chick's like, what the fuck do I do with this? You know? And Spencer just like walks off. Yeah. Yeah. She's figured out the clue. Her and Emily are, are, it's not about the wrong place. It's about going to Wright's playground. Yeah, the right which, place. In a kind of an introduction to future PLL set pieces, is totally fucking creepy. Of course it is. Yeah, the creepy playground in the middle of the night in the woods. Totally creepy. And this is where Emily gets to say, I think you're actually enjoying this. And it's like, yeah. of course she is. Spencer lives for this, like trekking through the woods, hunting for a clue with a flashlight, you know. Spencer is like, yeah, she's some kind of bizarre, sexy amalgamation between like Nancy Drew and Sherlock Holmes. Well, she's got a good look here. She's wearing the Camp Mona hoodie, you know. Yeah. Like a uh, good look of just like wearing the hoodie, trekking through the woods with the flashlight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... So they yes. find a tree, find a tree that says Allison plus with a heart around it. Emily, note this is only Emily and Spencer off doing their own thing because they're the same people scratching away. Also, interesting that Hannah sees Arya. It's all part of my theory. Cause they're the same person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, scratching away at the tree to see Allison plus Hugh. And who is it? It's Ian. Bum, Allison bum, plus bum. Ian carved into the tree. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like, <gasps> Yeah. So at the end there, Hannah sent out her SOS text that she knows who A is. So what happens? But of course, Hannah gets hit by a car. Well, she, it's great scene where like shot in that perfect like medium, uh, medium shot distance where you can tell something bad's going to happen to Hannah where she, she sees it like she says she knows who A is. She runs back to the parking lot. She sees the liars coming from the other side runs out into the middle of the parking lot to say hey guys you know and then like ooh, here comes a car to like run her over mm-hmm. like and she just bounces goes straight over the car back down the other side hits the ground eyes still open slowly closing doesn't really get a good look at the car nice nice close begin on the apparently not breathing according yeah. to spencer although spencer could just be full of shit so a um, texts them to say hannah knew she too knew much. too much she knew too much yeah, yeah. So Spencer's screaming out for help as the other three girls surround uh, Hannah's now seemingly lifeless body. And scene. Oh, it's not, though. We have one more scene. The A-tag. The A-tag, where A is watching that same video of Allison, I Know You Want to Kiss Me, which is a great recurring line that like keeps coming yeah. up over and over again, that I Know You Want to Kiss Me. Um, and then the... We see more of the video. It goes on past seemingly what the cops have, and the camera uh-huh. turns around. And who's been filming? Bum, bum, but bum, Ian. Uh huh. And Ian says, "Come closer." Ooh, ooh. Bum bum bum. Ooh, juicy. And that's where the mid-season finale leaves you hanging. Mm-hmm. Fun episode. Mm-hmm. Like to Camp Mona. Oh, Camp Mona was was wonderful. Yeah. Mona always a delight, even when she's being super bitchy. Shim. <laughs> yeah, Mona, like uh season one A, like Mona completely underused. Yeah. But still wonderful for like every moment that she had on the show. Yeah, one B and two A two B, she definitely gets more to do. But yeah. uh 
But I think that's at the same time maybe part of the genius of Mona is that uh, they don't overuse her, you know. I'm like looking at a picture here of uh, of uh, Emily and Arya with their blown out hair, mm-hmm. and Emily, as it stands, is always like a foot taller than Lucy Hale. Yeah, but like she gets a good like three or four inches like of height with that giant ass hair. I just love Spencer poking at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's one of those moments where Spencer kind of like lets her guard down a little. Like she definitely like. Her, like, her whole voice changes a little, you know, where she kind of, like, gets to be playful and not, yeah. like, Spencer, you know? Yeah. What happens if I poke it? Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> Forgive me. No. <laughs> yeah, Ezra's really, like, uh, well, it's it's a moment where, like, I don't think that Arya was not in control in that moment in the car, though. Like, she's letting him think that he's, like, the, the guy who's, like, stealing the moment away from her. But mm-hmm. really, Arya is still very much in control. Oh, she yeah. She has all the hand in their she relationship. She has all the hand in that relationship. God bless her. But yeah, so that's uh, the end of season 1A. Uh, mm-hmm. Season 1B, moments later. That's the next episode. Nice. Kind of see what happens. Is Hannah dead? Is she alive? I guess we'll have to wait to find out. Have we lost one of our pretty little liars? <laughs> I wonder what people thought when they were watching this. Were they like, oh, wow, they killed Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to happen to Hannah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right. But, uh, yeah, we'll get to that soon. Yes. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.